welcome back to the Keaton Lake Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. And welcome back to another episode of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. This is day nine, coming live from my apartment in Lakeview East, Chicago, Illinois, but no, you cannot have the address. This is Jake, your host here, and with me today, co-hosting, is Bob Zacharias. Happy New Year, guys. It's yeah, 2021. Everything's back to normal now, right? We're at a bar. Oh, mm. not just yet. Close, close. Close. My dining room is a bar. There, there a bar go. of sorts. Yeah, it'll work for me. Awesome. And what, joining us today is the one and only, highly anticipated, Harrison. I'm almost there. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, he's from the legendary MGP Distillery. This is a nice little market manager here in Chicago who brought along with us some George Remus single barrel bourbon. Yeah, to celebrate uh, the fact that we just opened our barrel pick window for the 2021 season, Mm. I'm bringing what I'm going to declare my favorite of the 2020 season. I'm looking Bob directly in the eyes because I did love yours He hated my pick. (laughs) No, I I have obviously a a special place in my heart for this because it was the first one that I actually got to to put my hands on. But that's what we're, uh, we're sipping on today. Plus, you're a professional audio talking to the micro person because I don't have to adjust your levels because you actually know how to talk into a microphone. Oh, well, thank you. Kudos to you. So always, it's always a pleasure to have you on. All I right. think the last time you were on was my old apartment. Uh, the last time I was on was July. No. Okay. Oh, you so can't there was, I, oh. We did one up a guy on November of 2019, but then there was one before that that yeah, we did oh, yeah. at your house. It was like July 4th. It was July 4th, yes. That was weird. I was wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey. Oh, my God. What we didn't know. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. 2020. We were just talking about that before the mics went on. I can't believe that that was this past year, but... Yeah. Yes, I can. Oh, well. Lots of bad things happened. Uh, Well, uh, cheers. Death of 2020. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Let's let's do a clinky clink. Yeah. Um, Thanks for bringing this by. 2020 was strange, but 2021, I'm going with an optimism, mm-hmm. especially after just having Marty Duffy in my living room. It's always a dream come true to have that. <laughs> um, let me ask you guys, what's the weirdest thing you did to cope in 2020? Hmm. Because I officially lost my mind at one point. Oh, yeah. Met multiple times, Whoa. as my wife can attest to. Well, while you're what's thinking about that. Weirdest thing? So my favorite bar that. closed. And um, Fountainhead? Uh, my, <laughs> my second favorite bar closed. <laughs> Um, hates my barrel pick, hates my bar. Um, no, no. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, my 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 hangout hangout. Mm-hmm. Of course, know? I know that. I have, we all have those. Just, you know, got to keep it. Gotta, I have. Like you got to keep your address safe. I got to make sure that you know. Yeah. we Lincoln, all have those. Is this in the Lincoln Park neighborhood? No, it is not. Thankfully, okay. it is. It is down in Ukrainian Village. I'll say that much. But um, it's not a whiskey bar. This is. I, I'm just getting at the point where my Sunday mm-hmm. watch football it's your, hangout it's your at place. the end of the bar, yep. talking to the staff. You know, the same mm-hmm. four seats closed and you know my covid coven which is the tiny bubble of friends that i've actually been able to see this whole time right uh we were all very dejected about this so we well i recreated those four seats at the end of the bar in my kitchen and opened up a fake bar that i bartended called dirty harry's underground lounge (laughs) Wait, did you actually have these friends over too, or you yeah, just yeah, yeah. By I, I, I had a cocktail menu. I did, I did the whole thing for what? a night, and then we took how donations. Did you never, how did we never record a podcast while this was? Going I mean, on? it's still oh, it's still an operation. It's, it's kind of a pop up thing. It's whenever. Oh, I decide, there we go. It's it's whenever I decide to deal with customers, but by customers I mean the same three people that are the, there all the time. The bubble. Well, we just realized if you're going to spend a hundred dollars at a bar or whatever yeah. in a sitting. Mm-hmm. What if we just took donations and we've been taking that straight up cash money and donating it to out of work bartenders? What? Like hundred bucks at awesome. a time. No way. So yeah, I mean it's 
It was such a stupid idea, but you know, that's I can't, awesome that's idea. Awesome. can't, can't that's save everybody, great. but like, no, that's great, man. Who doesn't want a hundred bucks? That is great. Yeah. How about a handful of bucks? hundred bucks. Yeah. So, so that's it's awesome. That was my, that was me officially losing it. Like to the point where I wake up in the morning and pull up my pants and there'd be a rag, like still in the pocket of my pants. I'd be like, man, like what happened last night? Was I bartending? I had you a little were... collection of those. I'm sure you do. Years I I'm went home. I think uh, the weirdest thing I did was that I, I went all the way back to when I was age four and uh, I got, I ordered the cheap little plastic bowling pins with the little plastic <laughs> bowling ball and I, and I set them up in my kitchen down the hallway in my living room and I was rolling the plastic bowling ball at plastic bowling pins. Was this before or after you were voted president of your league? Uh, that was before I was voted president of the ah. league. That never, that we never were able to start back up again. Wow. So, yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of so yeah. sports. So I took, uh, yeah. So I guess that was maybe one of the weirder things I did to cope. <laughs> That's mm. amazing. Yeah. What about you? I drank white wine one time. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I had too many coping mechanisms. I guess other than just annoying my wife and. That's true. I oh I. I bought this place, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Hey. Oh, well, yeah. That's, yeah. That's a positive. I am looking around. It is very cool. I'm digging Home, in. Homeowners? I don't know. Listen, you had me an exposed homie. brick. And oh, yeah, right. Guys. And macrame. Yeah. I mean, he's trying not to give out the address, but at the same I don't, time. I don't care about the macrame, macrame too much, but, you know, whatever. The exposed brick is great. Yeah. I had, to, like, I had to get, like, retina scan to get in here, though. So true. you're worried about giving out the address. I don't think you have to be concerned. I don't know. That gate's pretty... Uh, Oh, not, I could probably not, climb the wall. Not too, yeah. Cr- yeah, exactly. It's I've been a playing flimsy. a lot of Assassin's Creed. I could probably climb the wall. They put in a new uh, motor on the gate earlier and redid the whole system of calling the front gate to the phone, all that. And the guy, when he was installing it, told us, like, this is the crappiest system you can buy. It will die in a year and a half. I'm like, oh, all right. That's, Sounds good. I'm glad our HOA money is going towards a good thing. That's reassuring. <laughs> this is why you got to run for president of the HOA. Ooh, but I think Brittany's working on that, actually, no. for herself. Yeah, someone's, I'll someone's never be in politics, but HOA, I could. There's a lot of power there, man. Yeah, I think I think that's where the real power is. That's true. I agree with that, 100. percent I'm not sure how I coped. I don't know. I bought a pair of Nikes that I've never worn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he had it slightly easier than us. Um, no, I just went crazy. I, well, I one thing was weird when they closed the running paths down, which made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, no sense. I ran on the street and then hurt my back because all the potholes. So mm-hmm. then I, so then I started writing, I started, I coped by spinning. Oh, is that what that bike was downstairs? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Did you go down there? Yeah. I cased oh. the whole joint while you guys were talking. Oh, I bought that whiskey shelf down there. Mm-hmm. Took yourself on so, a tour. Yeah. Glad he could. Self tour. His wife took me on the tour. Oh, I mean, she to did. Be fair. I wasn't just wandering around <laughs> unattended. You know, um, that's what happens when you uh, have back to back podcasts and the first one goes very late. Very popular. Yeah, very popular. You're very popular. And I appreciate that you've taken the, the extra effort to make sure that we're roughly apart enough that everyone's doing all right here. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's very, a big very ta- safe. It's a big, we're in good it's a big shape. table. Yeah. He's it's just very... bragging about how big his dining room is. That's, that's hey, my is. wife built this table. Wow. With her dad. Man, my dad would well never done. do stuff like that with me. Same here. <sighs> but she is like your prototypical Midwestern dad who has like uh, tools and mm-hmm. a saw table and a workshop in his garage. Very handy. Yeah. I think my dad had... No a- beer fridge, though. My dad actually did have a beer fridge, and he had Genesee cream ale was the only thing that was ever in that fridge, and I don't think I ever saw him drink one. 
<laughs> what? Like, my dad's not a big drinker. I, I, I get my drinking from my mother's side. Same here. Uh, Very yeah. much so. Yeah, actually, me too. Yeah, well, Italian well, side. I, I think it was on my dad's side. Can't remember if I told the story uh, at it. some other point on the podcast, and please edit it out if I have. Uh, but when I was a kid, I remember sneaking some some alcohols oh, of course. From, from the parents, and uh, I think it was a bottle of... Like Stoli raspberry. Yeah. I mean, I was Ooh, I was yeah. too young, and I don't come on. Never don't drink underage. It's bad. It's bad. I was bad. Rose. It was bad. Must thing. be twenty one to follow. Absolutely, it was it was bad. But um, and I remember filling it up with water, doing all the kids' stupid oh, stuff yeah. that kids yep. do. But because no one ever drank that, I go back maybe fifteen <laughs> years later to stay at my parents' house. Still there. And come on. I'm like, oh my god, they have Stoli ras. All right, just for old times' sake, I'm gonna get some Sprite. I'm gonna or twist up or whatever generic, right? Yeah. right? And like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it the old school style, and it is all water. It is the no exact way. same bottle. It no. is just there's nobody touching that. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah. I didn't drink in high school, but I remember when my friends um, who kind of explored in the arts of alcohol a little bit there. His parents told him like, if you're gonna drink my vodka when I'm gone, don't fill it up with water. Don't do anything to it. I would be less mad at you than that. Than you actually oh, there's nothing. I couldn't. Yeah, honestly, it's it's like when you go to drink a cup of coffee and it's cold, but you're <sighs> not expecting it to be cold. Mm. And cold coffee is good because cold you coffee. expect it to be cold. You Oh, I like iced coffee, but not coffee that's been sitting out for an hour that's yeah. cold. Yeah. Yeah. That what you you like? corrected me. Bob, yes. I, I know your order at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I miss that Starbucks. They miss me. I knew I knew the people in that place by name. I bet. It's a good Starbucks, actually. I, Which I used one? to go there. One like, by Fountainhead. Oh. On Montrose. I used yeah. to go there before work a lot. I used to hate them every morning, grab my coffee. Yep. Uh, such is life. Whiskey. Such is life. So, whiskey. So, <laughs> George uh, Remus. Obviously, George Remus has been out for, uh, this brand has been out for a few years now, but this year was, uh, 2020 was the first year that you guys were doing single barrels. Correct. Correct? What, what happened the year before oh, really? that, in 2019, we did Rossville yeah. picks. Yeah, right. Rossville but they Rye. were, we, we did some custom blends and people could choose from a, a gradient uh. of blend. As and in then, like a bespoke blend where they chose it. Kind of like, yeah, like a, there was a savory one. There was a sweet one. There mm. was, you know, there were all these like, like, like small batch adjectives. Blends. Yeah, I, I believe there were really, at the end of it, there were three primary categories that it kind of fell into. And you, okay. would, you would taste through it and decide which one you wanted. Um, we always intended to expand the barrel program. Okay. So 2020 was the first year we did um, we did a bonded rye. So you could do a bonded uh, uh, rye pick. And we did the single barrel Remus. Yes, and you do have that rye pick, don't you? Yeah, I might have drank that. It's good. That was so good. It was good. I remember how excited that, I was bringing I was you the samples so, of that. And that was I under Remus? That, uh, that, that was pro. Rossville. Okay, so that was under that Rossville. So bad. But, yeah, because Rossville's rye, right? Rossville's our rye. Remus is the uh, is the bourbon bourbon line. and uh, But this is the first year we did single barrel, cast strength. You know, the, Basically, whatever, we listened to what everyone had been asking us forever. You right. know, how many people want to buy a little piece of MGP, but mm-hmm. can't because they can't commit to starting their own brand, you know, or buying whatever the minimum of barrels well, is. I don't know what that is, but there's is a, there minimum. a minimum. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's some, some something, oh, yeah. something. I don't, it's probably a large, that's a Perry Ford a question. Uh, we'll see if we can get him on the show. I would love that. Um, actually you promised me a, a, a trip down to the distillery and doing some stuff on your well, day. Well, yeah. <laughs> Please let's let's do that as soon as we're allowed to do that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, we haven't had people down, but uh, and now in 2021, the barrel program, which I mentioned, the window just mm-hmm. opened, is going to be again some cast strength single barrel ages, 
similar, you know, five um, to seven ish, right, right around there. And I mean, I have a more detailed spread of that that I, I'll get to eventually. But um, and also, it's going to be a single barrel rye this year. Oh, cool! And so instead of the bonded, it's going to be straight cast strength rye, and we are including the ninety five five mash bill. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I was so, wondering if you saw that. Right. Yeah. 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 So one awesome. of the big things, the ninety six corn to four wheat is gone. Is that right? No. The, For the bourbon, I I wouldn't I wouldn't know about the stock levels of any one mash bill. Well, I still know if you actually made the mash bill anymore. Oh, I honestly, if it's not on the yeah. MGP like official website, I assume we don't make it anymore. Okay, because um, the bondeds were the fifty one percent rye. The bondeds were yeah uh, some of them. They were yeah they were they were still blends like right. at, at times yeah. Um, but this will be. A true single so barrel. You'll know exactly. Right. I can tell you exactly right. what year it was barreled. You know, with without any doubt. So the bonnets, do the, the, the bonnets has some blends of mash bills in them. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So right. this was a, you know, this was a, a six year, on the cusp of seven. Mm-hmm. What we're drinking today, mm-hmm. uh, year old bourbon, bottled at one twenty five, mm-hmm. and it was picked by a private whiskey group here in Chicago, in partnership with Adam at Off Premise. So it was. Uh, it was my first pick. I'm technically a part of this whiskey group, uh, the Windy City Sippers, as as they're called. I, Why am I not? I will say you're more than welcome to be. Oh. They'd love to have more reps in there. Parker's in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's it. It's it's a symbiotic relationship in that I love them all. They're yeah. very good friends. I'm sure they will listen to this podcast now. Hey. Um, Thanks for they got name guys. dropped. Yeah, they, they got name <laughs> dropped. Um, they're very great. They've we picked a, a new riff. We picked uh, we just picked the what was it the Boss Hog the assistant oh, to yeah. the regional assistant Boss to the Hog or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was I'll show you the picture later. Um, you know, there's maybe, maybe that pick could be a bonus episode. You know, if if one of them has a bottle that they're willing to bring over, <laughs> I didn't get one. Um, but yeah, what did that cost? But you removed yourself from this. Absolutely right. I was gonna say. Yeah, I was I gonna say. Don't know what that did cost. you sell your, sell to yourself? Uh, no, so I presented, and I had to be completely objective. I did not get a vote in this whatsoever. Actually, oh, okay. I haven't voted in any of the barrel picks. I was going to say it's kind of symbiotic in that I get an amazing focus group of men, you know, right. 28 to, to 50 that are, and some women, uh, that get to, you know, weigh in on, on the products and be a part of that. And I, you know, in exchange, mm. uh, can give them access to some of the fun stuff from MGP and, and Didn't whatnot. we start a whiskey group? <sighs> Maybe how many I years? I feel ago? like didn't no like a year and a half ago we started a whiskey group on a lot. You were a part of it. I was that. We're talking like a Facebook whiskey group, right? Yeah. Did I start one? I'm probably still in it if 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 we did, but I don't think Facebook anybody's posting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we uh oh, no. dropped the ball on that one. Uh, anyway, but it well, it's interesting because the one thing that came out of 2020 was these private groups mm. with all the Doing bars and restaurants. Premise, so premise picks. so many yeah. picks right. this year. Yep. Um, so pivotal to our brand still building. Which is, I mean, it's huge for you guys to be able to you, to guarantee those sales and to guarantee the rebuys, and you're just getting yeah. it into when the Groups are right. doing it. There might be somebody in that group who is who had not heard of George oh, Ramis yeah. before. There might be one person right. who didn't know about it. So you're just you're still expanding your network, um, yeah. Without having the on-premise tastings or things happening, at events at bars or stuff like right. that. So and I good. think I think that's one of the biggest changes that was hard for me to accept this year was that I was technically like if we're if we're reading my job description, I was technically tasked with primarily on-premise, you know, off-premise being dominated in this market by Binnie's as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I could always support the independence just fine. It didn't right. take, it wasn't a full-time job to support the independence. No. Right? Yeah, of course. So the right. on-premise right. made You're... that the case that transitioning to, to really losing that or kind of getting it back, but not really enough not... to help. Still a tough time for on-premise to be, right. even in the summer, to be buying a ton. <sighs> right. Right. Yeah. It, it, you, and... and I know you guys have beaten this, this point no, up a no, little no, bit. I think over... it's a, it's, no, that's just a great uh, point to bring up because – on these individual episodes, we talked about it on the last podcast we released before we started doing the 12 Days of Barrel Picks about how the online experience is almost replacing the on-premise for now. Not, I don't think entirely, personally. I mean, Callum would argue that, yes, it is going to replace it, I think, entirely at to some extent. But just talk about how these whiskey groups have really carried smaller brands and just lesser known brands through these last eight, nine months has been pivotal. I cannot explain how much, how important it has been for brands to build through single barrels. And and I mean, I'll say this to the, the, the whiskey groups out there. We don't forget that. Like I'm not going to forget that they were there in the darkest timeline, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that matters and that will be repaid you know, in kind, uh, eventually. I, I don't know. I don't know how. I just, I, I appreciate it. And I know that that was something that was, you know, that, that really, they stepped up in that. Even in that, if like your yeah. pick isn't necessarily going crazy, like being super popular and, you know, in your group or whatever, maybe it's taking a little bit longer to sell through. You still don't forget that whatsoever. Oh, Oh, what do we got there? Some 14 year MGP just popped down. I realized I was in the just fell from my, gods. my jacket. Not that I'm just always walking around. I bet you are, but Bob. I'm not, uh, I just sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I, I just clicked in my head that I, I brought this over to my brothers yesterday. We didn't get into it. Oh, now so. what is what it that says? It, the label says 14 year MBGP. Is that just mm-hmm. straight up an unlabeled? Sample, yeah, this was a um, um, uh, friend of mine. He was coming for a couple of the last um, last whiskey tastings at Frank? Fountainhead. Um, was it Craig? No, oh. it was not Craig. Uh, it was actually so this guy that I I've known since I was four years old. Oh, you talk about who yeah, lived like four houses down right. from me, I and mean, we played little league baseball together. Like I've known him literally since we were three years old, same high school, all that. Hadn't seen him in probably ten years, um, and he's just started really getting into bourbons and collecting bourbons. And so he had been reaching out to me over the last several months on Facebook. He actually lives in Michigan, um, but he would come <laughs> into the city and uh, he dropped this off. I think he was part of a group that did a pick or. <laughs> Because when I see I'm, 14 years, the only thing I we've released in Brand's side was Volstead, right. which was 14 years oh, 14. specifically. Okay. Uh, that's just an interesting year number right. to it see is. from, from yeah. MTV, so I'm just curious. Yeah, and I forget. Yesterday on the he podcast, was, we had a bull run on in Portland, and mm-hmm. they had a 13-year-old MGP that they finished in a Cabernet cast for five months from a local winery up there, which oh, was really tasty. I tried that. It's, uh, wait, I tried uh, Adams. Adams with the, yeah. is it Pino? I think you said Pino in the podcast because, Hey, when I'm on the podcast, I go and catch up on a bunch of the old ones. So I right. say a bunch of stuff that's already been said weeks before. Yes. But um, I just repeat myself all it was, the it, time. And it was, so. a, it was like a 12 or 13 month finish he had. Yeah. It was, I mean, look, it was a cab or Pino. I can't remember. Okay. I, I only, I'm really only thinking Pino because I literally heard you say Pino. I didn't like say yesterday. Z said it. So blame Z. Yep. Fine. It's, it's all GNS sock room. It's all their fault. Um, do you, do you ever wonder that GNS like stands for Grain Neutral Spirit? I always mm-hmm. thought it was like the guys who owned it their first names. Oh Goods. no, I appreciate that, but it just I was like, you know, do, do they do they realize what they did there? I don't mix Grain Neutral Spirit Market Goods and Services. Goods and Services makes more sense. Oh wow, that makes a lot more sense. What does CVS stand for? What is who? CVS. 
civil advisory services. I think it's consumer consumer value something something. I think it's. I, but huh. I, again, I've never even thought. I've never actually right? thought of that. What does CBS? Walgreens stand for? I, <laughs> the I mean, what does it stand for nowadays? I don't really know anymore. It used to be about community and you know. Started here in Chicago. Did it really? Yeah. Walgreens did. There, one of the reasons why wall why all pharmacies have the plexiglass around their um, area of pills is because in Chicago, I don't know if it actually started in Chicago, but I know this started in Chicago um, during prohibition when pharmaceutical, when whiskey was pharmaceutical, people would start drinking the pharmacist pharmaceutical reps or whoever pharmacist, um, what are they called? Um, pharmacists? Yeah. Pharmacists I had a brain fart there, but uh, they would be drinking the whiskey back there. Well, and so they developed the plexiglass system where you could see through and see all the pills and medication, <laughs> and basically that started in Chicago. That's amazing. Yeah. Oddly enough, you know who was a pharmacist about that time? Yes. George Remus. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. That, full circle. Yeah. King it's like of you host a show. The king, yeah. king of the bootleggers. I was, I, was uh, getting, I was getting there. Man, that's good. The, the man of Cincinnati. Wow. Man, that's good. Um, speaking of, I think this is a great pick. I, you know, kudos to the, the group for, for snagging this early. It's really nice. Um, it was one of the higher proofed ones. I was going to say it, it drinks at 125. Like it's, it, you yeah. feel it, but it's nice. So some of the fun stories that we got out of this experience is disclaimer. I've only had a granola bar today. So, yeah. Oh, well this is going to be great. <laughs> Actually, I you know what? Anything I've only had a protein bar as well. <laughs> oh, that's going to be weird. All right. Let's, let's see how this goes. Bob next. is a protein bar. Look at him all swollen <laughs> no, that sweater. <laughs> um, George Remus. Talking about snack over there. Let's go back to that. Uh, snack. So, yeah. So one of the things that I learned is, you know, we don't really talk about where, which rack house things are coming from. It's, um, it's kind of a nebulous concept. Our, our rack houses are, are brick. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a lot of differences that we talk about. And I, ha- I know I've talked about before on the show. Um, but what was interesting about this individual barrel was it's actually from the, it's actually was stored and aged in the fill house. Oh, one of the rent. This is, I found this out much after with the pick, you know, this is not something I presented to the group. We did it blind, you know? Yeah. Um, and the fill house is one of the few climate controlled oh, it is. areas in the distillery where barrels sit. So do you find that you, there's more angel share with this? I, well, historically our, our, our proofs uh, are fairly low coming out of that because of because of the conditions that they're in like we don't we don't see you know ridiculously high proof uh, barrel spirits we don't lose that much water but uh the fill house being climate controlled definitely has a more even keel to it and Mm. you know does that make the world of difference i don't know you you guys tell me you know what i mean it's you got to taste that side by side with something you know didn't come from it and it's hard to nail that down but it was a nice Trivia piece. That's really cool. I mean, because I know from working in craft distilleries that the barrels that are very close to the stills, they have a different taste than the barrels that were stored in warehouses that are, you know, sitting in cooler temperatures more year round and not mm-hmm. not getting that 110 degree heat coming off of it for a few months in the summertime. Yeah. So that definitely is different. And I think the taste profile is there when you're tasting it side to side. Now, bottle to bottle, do you notice it? That's very hard to differentiate unless you actually had two bottles at home. Um, it And, you know, it's not like I don't have a couple bottles. You of don't. Room that's kicking around the house. No, of course I do. But <laughs> At the bar? Um, at Dirty Harry's? 
You know it is it is the uh, it is the 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 call not the call the the rail I don't want to call it the rail or well because right. yeah that makes it sound no it's like look the the slogan for Dirty Harry's by the way is when the bar's this low it has to be underground. <laughs> I live in a garden apartment. I really should That's point that out good. that there's no sunlight. I have like, a I have apartment. a garden unit. Downstairs. I know it's bigger than my apartment. I just really want to point that out. How is that? How is that possible? Well, I mean, wow. how is that possible? I mean, you know, I live, it's location, location, unit. location. Like, it's, yeah, my, my, I live in a garden, but I don't live next to, well, I almost just said where he lives next to, so it's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> I'm sure I've given the address away before. Um, but you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's, I'm, what used to be on Milwaukee where that there was that hub of all those bars and there's mm. so much nightlife and so much going on. And now it's just boarded up stores in a Yeti, in a Yeti cooler store. Like, I mean, no hate on it's Yeti. Depressing. I just like, that doesn't help me at all. Right. No. That store um, is giant. I'm like, how many coolers are actually selling out of that store? But whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I love Big Star, something fierce, but that's like the great white migration. Every every spring, the first day of spring, just they come flapping down from Lincoln Park. <laughs> whoa, whoa. What do you got about, what, what's your problem with Lincoln Park? Flapping down. <laughs> it is. That is, uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you lived in Lincoln Park, by the way. I did for a year. Okay. I did, I, I did a bullet. I did a bullet in Lincoln Park. <laughs> Um, yeah, I lived in Lakeview for, for four years. I mean, I've been Chicago, Chicago. I don't know. Right. It's, it's fine. I'm, I miss your side of town. It, do you? I was there for, that's where I first uh, moved to. I moved what, here. What neighborhood are you in? Uh, I'm in Buena Park. Two blocks from the bar in Buena. You used to be there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been in that neighborhood for. We sound like the Californians seven on and SNL. And a half. I've been in that neighborhood for about seven and a half, eight years. Before that, I was right next to Pequods. That was my first apartment. Oh. I lived like 20 steps from Pequods. And it was excellent because I would, I'd get done. At that time, I wasn't closing at the bar at Fountainhead just yet. So, so I'd get done at like 12 or 1 o'clock. Bird? I was going to say, I miss the Drinking Bird. I miss the, drink, the, the Drinking Bird. That's got a, yeah, the Drinking Bird was cool. I have, uh, some, I have some memories there. I don't know where Chris Lovett is right now, and I don't think he's ever going to hear this, but like, we all miss. Oh, we yeah. all miss that I moment. Would, I would get off. I'd go to the Drinking Bird, have a cocktail, and I would place an order for a pickup because Pequod's would sell to go to like one thirty or 2. Oh. And I'd get a personal, they also small, the, really the small personal deep dish pizza. I was thinking like a Chicago pizza. Oh, pizza. Was... We should start a pizza pot. No, I'm just kidding. We should. We don't need that. Nancy's... The world doesn't need that. We have some, oh, we have some Luigi's Cafe. We have some Cafe Luigi in the fridge if you would like some. Cafe Luigi. Maybe after this is over. It's Cafe Luigi. Oh, oh Cafe here we go. Luigi? No. Here we go. Oh, now Cafe you Luigi. Oh, he did it. Oh, man. It's the best pizza place in Chicago, Whoa. my opinion. Strong words. My opinion. Best New York style for sure. Better like, than Jimmy's? I like it better than Jimmy's. I like Jimmy's, though. I do like Jimmy's a lot. But, uh, yeah, it's over in Lincoln Park, just south of Fullerton on Clark. And uh little hole-in-the-wall spot. Oh, oh man. Yeah. All right. All right. Wait. Just, just you know, one quick answer. Best style pizza for each of you. Like it's New Haven for me. Just New Haven is the, yeah. Of the course, best it would be pizza. for the guy from Connecticut. I, honestly, has nothing to do with it. I have zero goodness. love for that state. I like. I like. They are serious. We've we talked about we this have. on the podcast this, before. Yeah. So we don't need to get into it. They are serious about their fucking pizza. Yeah. Isn't it like? Isn't like two? They'll get into. We fights had the explicit rating for a reason. Yeah, sure. Um, I would say either Tavern or New York. Okay. Tavern style thin crust. Okay. Extra, extra yeah. thin, thin yeah. cracker. Not. Cracker. Uh, no. I like the cracker thin crust. Depends on the toppings, but uh, that's. I want to hear your opinions because mm-hmm. now I will, you know, take that into account every time I ever see you from now on. Okay. <laughs> so I assume you're not deep dish. No. <laughs> no. If there it's, is somebody that's coming in that want, you know, like Barack Obama isn't even a deep dish fan. Like, let's be real. Like, he's from Hawaii. 
Or or Ethiopia. He doesn't put. I don't. No. No. I don't like that. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh-uh. Um. He doesn't put pineapple on his pizza. I so. love I love Hawaiian style pizza. Oh yeah, pineapple you, Canadian you're, you're pineapple Canadian bacon. There ain't nothing wrong Dude, with that. Barbecue chicken pizza. Are you kidding me? Mm. Throw some povolone on top of that. Oh, see, I think you go with the like you go with the Italian beef pizza, roast beef, jarnera, the garlic. Pe- the Pequod's Italian beef. Oh, actually, yeah. um, Happy Camper has a really good Italian beef. I no, would. yeah, no, they don't. It's called the Peter. I'm not sure what's on it. There's a lot of meats. Roast beef, jarnera, garlic. The, the last pizza. thing I'll say about pizza is. I do like Roots has a kimchi fried chicken like yeah. gochujang pizza. That's really? I mean, don't get me wrong. At, at that point, like, is it even I mean, really a Korean pizza? Food, but is it a pizza? It's like when I'm really craving both Korean and pizza. Love <laughs> really <laughs> solves a lot of problems. It's weird enough that Venn diagram. That is that is an odd I, thing to be like. I, I, I love, really want Korean. I really want pizza. How can I get both of those right now? Right, right. There's a place in Des Moines that has that. They have a crab ragoon pizza. It's that wonderful sucks. at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Is there any other time to eat crab rangoon? This uh, this company has since expanded into multiple um, stores since I left Des Moines 10, 12 years ago. And I was home for Christmas, and I was like, oh, is Fong still around? And they're like, yeah, we had, there's actually a one kind of near our place, my brother told me. And I'm like, oh, cool. Um, I'm like, well, I've never had it after before 1 a.m., so I'm not really sure what it tastes like after that. So uh, maybe we should not risk that and went with a different place instead. But I was like, you know, crab rangoon. It's near and dear to my heart. But now I just need some classic pepperoni. Yeah. Bob's about to boomerang us back to an actual topic, it feels like. I was going to boomerang back. Mm, um, I like pizza. Is this the uh, 7521-4? Uh, this is the 36%. It is. Wow. Uh, Thirty six. I mean, I, mean it, I certainly pick up that it's one twenty five so proof. No I doubt. Love that he did, I just love that he cranked that out like it was Jenny's number from eight six seven five three. Right, right, right. That was impressive. So what is the what is it sixty four thirty six four? Nothing else added. Um, no, it's yeah. This is the thirty six, and that, that's how we. Can, I mean, we break it down exactly like that. The twenty one percent rye mash bill and the thirty six percent rye mash bill. Um, the there were both of those available. Yeah. Like in the in the program, and there will be this year. Um, but this one was particularly a 36% rye. Gotcha. And I know someone in the group during the early voting process went like absolutely to the mat for a 21% rye that was labeled barrel number 312. And he had a whole bit about it, but he wanted, was it cause he wanted the 312 barrel? I, I, I don't know. I mean, he also liked it. He liked okay. the, He liked the flavor profile, but he was the, like the, the lone man who just was, he was like, this is the hill I'm going to die on. And you know what? Credit, credit for him. I will um, say, I mean, I mean, you could tell that it's that it's barrel strength and it's one twenty five, but um, it doesn't feel that hot. It, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't feel like it didn't read immediately like a thirty thirty six percent rye mash bill. So I, I was just purely guessing. And, and I was all, actually, I was we were going through when we did the when what I did, did the you pick guys at Fountainhead. Yeah, but I did the twenty one percent. Um, but it was interesting because he didn't, I, if I remember correctly, you didn't tell me which one was which percentage. No, I would never tell you until you, when you narrowed it down, if all of them were the same one, I would have told you like, Hey, you've narrowed it down and all of them now are, right. you know, the same mash mm-hmm. bill. How many, uh, samples did you bring Bob? Uh, four or five, I think. Four or five. And like, we've had a lot of conversation about how many samples do you bring to barrel selections? I think, I think five is a maximum number. Um, I bring, I bring in my car, and this is you know, my my super dirty secret. I bring them all, which it, is like in my car, whatever whatever I get allocated. So you could you have know, like eight. Like, mm-hmm. I might have eight or nine, but I will pick five. I will spread it out over the course of ages and mash. But you know, I'll give you a diverse section. Right. right. And if you hate all of them, 
even if I don't have them all on me, which sometimes I have some extra ones, I will go, come back. You know, you might not hate all of them, but you might not be in love with them. I will come yeah. back with another spread based on the things you like about, you know, if you're mm. narrowing it down or you're circling something, I can bring, you know, the customer's always right in that scenario, right? You're about to invest in a barrel. I want to make sure you love it. But uh, you have the luxury of doing that with the size of the distillery you work for. Uh, yeah, yeah. There might be a, only a certain number that are available, perhaps. I mean, our barrel program's capped this year. Like, the, okay. it is. Like, uh, to, there is there, is do you know the number? number. Um, I do not have the exact number. Is that for your brands or for? For the brands. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the, the George Remus Could... Rossville Union Barrel Program this year, it is capped. So if you get a chance, like. Do. Sure, do it. Like I, it's. Maybe, it's this, maybe this is out of your pay grade. Most likely. Uh, <laughs> I live underground. <laughs> Good point. Me too. Um, do, could a brand who sources from MGP come and buy a barrel for a barrel pick and just stick their name on that? You're implying they buy a Remus. So, uh, they they want to buy a, let's just one take, of the uh, barrels that I have up in brands. No. Uh, let's oh. say like we have, let's take Smooth Amber, for example, who's been on the podcast um, since during the Total Day Barrel Picks. Okay. They are like, we want to come to MGP and buy a five-year-old whiskey and not even bring it to our facilities at all, which I know they don't do. I'm just making this, you know, as an example. Right, this is hypothetical. Uh, very hypothetical. And they don't put it in their facility. They don't do anything to it other than just put it in their bottles and put it in, as their their brand name on it. Do is, is, could they do that? I I mean, um, or I, maybe it would be smart to do it. How is that? I, I'm missing the point of how so, that's different than the way it was at like how. Well, a lot was. of them, a lot of them like to establish themselves that they will buy a three year old whiskey and then put it in their facilities for a couple of years or sure. do a finish to it, but. Does anyone ever come to say we're just going to do a? We want to choose one barrel. We're customers of yours, so we can come in maybe have a special selection of a cask. Um, I think honestly, that's a from a legal and facilities perspective. I don't see why that's not plausible. Mm -hmm. I can't say for. I have no. Their aim would be to come there to buy a barrel. Essentially, I have no. I have no way to prove that that's something we. Or disprove even that that's not, that's something someone has specifically done. Okay. Even if they did, I wouldn't be able to disclose that. Right. Um, but that's definitely a conversation, a hypothetical for a Perry Ford, somebody on the bulk side of things. Yeah. Who are dealing with distillery customers directly? As yeah. Right. I, I would just, and I'm purely guessing too that um, if it's a um a brand that already works with MGP, they there is probably certain brands that have you know MGP probably sets them out. These certain amount of barrels are already going to go to this. To this producer, sure. to this brand, right, right, these right. barrels are going to go to this. So, like, if uh, if a smooth ambler or somebody else says we just want to do a single barrel, there probably would be the same process of MGP would go through and set aside a certain amount of barrels that right. would be available for that mm. bottler well, or that producer, it, quote unquote, to pick. And what I feel comfortable saying, because my first job was with W. H. Harrison Bourbon, which is an Indiana product, w. yeah, Harrison, out of yep. out of Indiana. Which, he, is, by the he, way, is he still them because his name is Harrison. That is actually a true fact. That's he exactly told, how I got the job. Told on episode four of the podcast. I, That's I'm hilarious. not joking. I said, "Hey, my name's Harrison. Governor's this whiskey Reserve. has my name on it. Wouldn't it be cool if we worked right? together." Was that, was that w. H. Harrison Gar Governor's Reserve? Was that was it? W. Uh, w. Well, so there was. Regular, there was Governor's Reserve, and yeah. then this is what I was getting at. Every now and then, if you're a good customer of, it was LDI back yeah. then, so yeah. I feel comfortable yeah. saying this as somebody who was physically there, I could disclose this. Um, you know, MGP or LDI at the time reached out to the owner of the company, my former boss and, and mentor, Jerry Knight, and said, uh, you know, we've got some rare barrels that we found or whatever that are available, and we picked up the 16-year hmm. 
We picked up, I don't know how many barrels, I don't know how many total, but like there was a, an opportunity to get a small amount of this product. You know, they didn't bottle it for us. We didn't age it. It was just there. It was 16 years. And there's, that was the presidential reserve, which if Delilah's ever opens back up again, like I, I'm almost positive. There's still a tiny bit still sitting there because really? I hey, look 16 year MGP. It's not, yeah. it's certainly not bad stuff, nope. but that was a, an amazing one and done hmm. situation. Yeah, so I have a, a funny story about W.H. Harrison's. Oh, so uh, this was probably my first in at Fountainhead, or maybe I'd just gone over to the Barnway in 2014, 2015, roughly. Yeah, okay. So like 2015, probably. And I went back to my hometown, um, Homer Glen, went to like the local pub there. Mm-hmm. I like to support them. They're they from the town. And I just spotted it on the back, you know, like they, it's a pretty base. Local it, pub it, in Homer Glen, what, Pelican Harry's? Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, it was absolutely yeah, Pelican yeah, Harry's. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was Pelican wow. Harry's. Yep. I know exactly why that was there, and I was the one who sold it there. I just so, so this is hilarious. So I went there, and I just am like, whatever. I'm like seeing they have anything decent, you know, and I spotted him. like, oh, W.H. Harris is like, that's interesting. And I actually knew the server I went to high school with. Huh. And so I knew her, and I was just like, oh, I see you got that W.H. Harrison's. And I knew it was a little bit overproof. It was at 57%, I think. Hmm. Yeah, the governor's is batch thing, so yeah. 50, it was, I think it was like 57.3, yeah. It, it varies, think, but yeah, it's right batch. about there. And so, and I don't, I hope that I'm not um, speaking to Will about it, about any brand or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Homer Glenza, and, you know. Uh, anyways, I asked like, how much is there. it? And she's like, you know, I didn't even know if, I didn't, I don't know anything about that, you know? So she goes back, she's talking to the, the manager, and then she comes back to me. She's like, yeah. She's like, honestly, like nobody even really orders that. She's like, we'll just give it to you like $5 a pour. <laughs> and the pour was like at least two or three ounces. Yeah, that's Homer Glenn for you. And it was five bucks. And I'm like, this is a steal. I was I was set. Yeah. It probably should have been eight. Right. But like, I wasn't, it wasn't something that was that. It wasn't super yeah, expensive it was, right. it anyways. Wasn't that, yeah, no. The, the, the it, wasn't a, it wasn't a pricier thing. That just, um, just that's reminded me of that story. amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the owner of that bar. Yep. Was I, I friends that. with a sadly departed, but a dear friend of uh, both Parker and I, uh, who lived right up the street on Wellington, actually, no oddly enough, years really? ago. Uh, well, yeah, um, and it, it, it's really weird that it all came back to that. Um, but yes, that I met him at like one of their parties, d- and he d- was like, "Oh, yeah, I own this place," and all yeah. of a sudden I was like, "Yeah, yeah," and yeah. I was like, "Let's just." Yeah, here, pick it up. Like, why not? Screw it. Let's do this. Because there's a Kenwood down in Homer. I was down there right. enough that like, wait, he's gone. Oh no! What? No! 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 My my friend, not not, oh. the, not the guy who owns the place. No! no. no. Oh, yeah. oh I was, okay. confu- I was no. confusing people. No, no, my, Sorry. my friend is since Sorry. But um, that's of course the one place that mm-hmm. that's yep. Small world. Um, <laughs> it is though, and that's and, but here it is, full circle. We talked about this episode four when I was first on here. Was it episode four? It might have been episode twenty three. No, well, I'm saying was it four or five when you first came on? Oh goodness, man, I don't. It's crazy to think we're 120 episodes. Sorry. Hey, listen, I'm glad that we took a whole year to bring me back because now I actually had stuff to tell you about this time. A pandemic made that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I was after you for a little bit because I just wanted to see you guys. I'm, I'm sad Wilson's not here today. I miss him dearly. Yeah. We all do. We all miss Wilson. Wilson's one, of, <laughs> Wilson's one of the best lead generators in my line of work because oh, he, yeah. always posts, yeah. he always posts when he sold a new person, Union Horse, yeah. and I'm all of a sudden like, oh, oh well, we all this person's go to those places. <laughs> He's my canary in the coal mine. I need to buy him a cookie bouquet. There you go. He'd uh, enjoy that. Harrison, you guys also have uh, a new line of uh, Remus Repeal Reserve that's coming out as well, right? I didn't yes. Know. I didn't even know that. Well, it's amazing. And actually, um, I brought it up. I showed, I showed it before. The, anybody who's never tried any of the, those lines, they're right. fantastic. So I'll, I'll just 
be as fast as I can on the subject. It's, you know, we have the George Remus, right? We have our Remus single barrel program. We had the Volstead, which was a one-off, you know, for the 100th anniversary of the start of Prohibition. Yep. Um, and then we have every year the Repeal Reserve. And just for reiteration's sake, Repeal Reserve is a medley of the like our greatest hits for the year, right? Mm-hmm. It's a selection made. Well, we just made our selection for Series 5. Series 4 is what's on the shelf. Mm-hmm. If you happen to find Series 1 or 2 out there, oh my gosh, text Jake to text me. Yeah, like I will go. I will go. I think we've got a couple, I think. Ooh. In store? In market? I think not uh, Not at the market. Yeah, I was say. Uh, I'm talking about at the market, like I want to go. No, no, we boxed up. Uh, I think we, I think we might have boxed up an inventory, a couple full bottles of one we'll, or two. Uh, we'll nice have a conversation about that off air, but yeah. um, <laughs> the next generation. Um, well, I just like I like doing like lineups of right. series one, two, yeah. three, and four, and I'm running a little low on one and two because right. it's been forever. But series five, series four just came out last fall. Comes out around September, mm-hmm. August, September. Um, series five is coming out, and I just got the stats on that on the next year's medley. So usually and traditionally, this the first four. So when you said you choose between the greatest hits, are those of other um, bottles that have been out on the market? Uh, other these are other remus match. So this is we're still talking about the thirty six and twenty one. Yep. But the the key thing is it's minimum ten years old. Okay. The oldest is usually like twelve years old, right? Somewhere in that window. Whereas you're looking at like average six six year. Mm-hmm. You know, bourbon and your everyday Remuses. Yeah, uh, this is just something that's got a lot more barrel character to it. It's it's nuanced. It's so a lot blended of the, specifically to be like the the perfect Zen blend. So these barrels haven't hit the market in any capacity yet. N- no, the, yeah, these are re- this is yeah, this is straight up Remus that then is just of an age that we can produce a large enough batch that we can service our markets. Gotcha. You know, it. Look, I'm not saying it's not allocated, but it's right on the way to be allocated. Yeah, yeah. Like for from a just straight up like market perspective for Illinois, I can speak of, you know, we we still had series two mm-hmm. when I came on in twenty, well, I don't know, in nineteen. Right. Yeah, but it, like series two carried over, right? That was when we were, we did a tasting, right? Uh, staff training, mm-hmm. right? With, um, yep. It's kind of like in a way of like a Solera in a sense, where you're only gonna get batch to batch every year in that release. And exactly. And I mean, it is not a Solera system by no, means, yeah, but right, no, it, yeah. in the sense of, yes, I just want to clarify. Yes. Um, so we, yeah. So series three was, you know, out before series four dropped and series four is already sold through. Like it's before wow. the end of the year. So like, it's not, it's going faster yep. because we're making, I don't want to say the same amount. I actually don't know the total, total amount, mm-hmm. but I know we're getting, you know, an analogous amount every year. Is it fair to say it's a vertical series? Um, I love doing the the vertical. I don't. I, I would say you can enjoy each one as a standalone. Okay. Um, it's like you know watching any one Marvel movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I like Guardians They're of the Galaxy. Great, right. I love, love Thor Guardians Ragnarok. Ragnarok. But like, Thor, I don't right. have to watch Avengers to en- as like a as you know. It's a great to, way of putting to, it. To enjoy it all, love I can that. enjoy them as individual like moments in time. But oh, man, yeah. if you were to do a vertical, yeah, it'd be like Endgame. It'd be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, did you just adjust my levels because I've been drinking and I got a little louder? Uh, no, you're just talking very close to the microphone. Oh, sorry. Don't take offense. I get a little close to the microphone too. No, so I, do I. That's how I know I get tuned up a little. No, you're um, good. I'm doing great. But yeah, so this is this is at the heart of it. Can I call, um, you, can I call you Mr. Pink? <laughs> Why do I get to be pink? Because your microphone's pink. Oh, well, that actually makes a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> I came prepared. Why can't I be Mr. Black? Oh, yeah. It's a coffee liquor joke. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> 
Uh, Dude, I, have it, I have it downstairs. I know. It's actually not. Did I, you see it while you were perusing? Uh, <laughs> actually, yeah, I did, but I also am aware of it outside of that. Um, we do, so wait, we, so do, series we five. do a lot of work with yeah, series wait, five. So series five, because the stats yep. here, so like I said, it was always 10 to 12. I want to be very clear that series five is different because I showed Bob before the show and I'm really excited about it. Mm. The, the medley, which changes every year, it's on the label. It's another King um, Lake exclusive. It is 9% of the 2005 bourbon with 21% rye. It is 5% of a 2006 bourbon with 36% rye. Okay. It's 19% of a 2006 bourbon with a 21. It's 13% of another 2008 bourbon with a 21. And 54% of it is a 2008 with a 36. So, and I know that's a lot of like weird numbers mm-hmm. that Bob can't spout off perfectly yet mm-hmm. unless he's Rain yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, but the fact that there's 15 year kicking around in there. Yeah. Yeah. Is, awesome. is catch a lot the of youngest now. Right. Now the youngest bourbon in this 12 years. Now I don't know if that's going to become... Years. I, I have zero way of knowing if that's going to become the new paradigm, but that's certainly, that's in writing. I have it. And, and in fact, I didn't have that from the company. I had that from like an external news source that reported it from the company. So uh, it's even it's, better. I know that it's okay to say on air. It's good to have sources. That. Um, what, so do you think they would grow each and every year adding a little not more, go to a 12 or a 13? Not necessarily. Necessarily, I am, I am under the impression, both professionally and personally, that it is the greatest hits. Right. Right. Our master blenders are absolutely magnificent at what they do. All right. And they look around and they say, you know what, this is going to create the best flavor mm. of what I have access to and have enough of this year to to share with the world. Is does that take away from brands wanting to buy some of that older juice? Uh, we're the priority. Yeah, I mean the, the brands are the brands. The brands division of this is definitely you know, um, both will exist. Like the the bulk and the brand side will always exist, obviously. But the brand side is we get a certain level of carte blanche it, in that we're we're getting what we want, right? Well, and absolutely, as you it, should. Now, I remember when you guys first launched these specific brands to MGP, it was. A lot of confusion, I mean, on my part, and just understanding of, okay, why are they doing this if they are a distillery that's sourcing all these brands out there in the world? And as the years have progressed, and obviously having conversations with you too, it, it only makes sense. Why would you not want to showcase what you guys have, these collectibles, these amazing whiskeys underneath your own banner versus putting it out there to somebody else who's not going to disclose even that they came from MGP? Right. And there's, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that aren't up front. Now I think you have to be very transparent as a brand these days because the internet is so vast and wide. Sure. But that's up to the brand, not us anymore. Oh yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. as it should be up to the brand, I think, but the, and it's, I think it's up to the brand's priority and success to succeed in this industry about being transparent because if someone comes out and says like, well, this really great eight year old whiskey was fantastic. And then all of a sudden you're putting out a three year old whiskey. It's a superior. It's not superior to it or not even a, on par as the previous eight year. And you're like, well, wh- why was that? Oh, because it wasn't your, it wasn't your, the juice that you sourced. It wasn't the juice that you created at your distillery being transparent through that with so many of our friends, distilleries that we have on the show and that we're friends with through reps and distillers and owners and purveyors, whatever it may be. It lets you know that you're. It lets you know where the where the actual whiskey is coming from and why you have an eight year mark and why you settle back to a four year mark after that. Sure. Well, and I think, um, and I again, I'm just purely guessing. So I. Here's um, the man of Chicago. Tell me if I'm 100 percent off on this, but I think a lot of the if there's larger brands that you guys that MGP is is distilling for and producing for, you're generally getting the younger 
not super young, but you're you might be getting more of your five to seven year, six to eight year. We're like I, we're like you guys are able to kind of keep some of the older stuff for your for for the MGP brands and and from a from a logical sense. I'm just kind of thinking from a out log, loud. From a logic, and I want to be very clear. And I've I've said this on your show a bunch of times. They don't. They pay me not to know these things right, so exactly, I can walk right. out here and say, I don't know. I, don't, I, I right. genuinely don't know. I would never yes. like hide that from you. Right. Here's what I like to imagine, and I want to be very clear. This is based on 100% fiction made up in my head if the example That's isn't clear enough. same thing that enough. I'm doing. I imagine that the Perry Ford and the bulk alcohol guys go up there against – you know, the Andy Mancini's and the, you know, and the, and the VP of the brand side, and they go into like a gladiatorial Thunderdome. Okay. And our CEO and the board, you know, Dave Cole is just sitting there looking down at them and they, they fight to the death every year for whoever gets to sell like the best of the best. And Mm. I just think Andy, my VP is apparently an amazing combatant and we get some of the best stuff and it's straight up two men enter one man leaves. And I, I, that's, that's exactly how I imagine it actually goes at MGP. And that's based on absolutely nothing <laughs> fiction. That's not real, but honestly, it might as well be. You paint a pretty picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, well, I, unfortunately I have the visual of what both of those guys would look like <laughs> in gladiator gear. And I'm, you, right. guys, you guys aren't burdened with that. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Wow. Well, we'll see if I have a job in 2021. <laughs> yeah, we're about to, about to find out just tomorrow when this, well, maybe on Monday after the holiday break ends and. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I get I get paid I get paid on Thursday. Make sure, make sure I get at least <laughs> I'll, I'll put it out on no Thursday morning. Thanks. Yeah. Is um, it clear right right away at six a.m.? I will say I will say that of of all the brands that I have had the privilege of working for, I and this is this is going to sound like fan service after just making a, a bit yeah. of a joke, but who cares? Like I have really missed my team a lot. Even though we talk oh, yeah, via man. conference calls, we're all spread over you know, the country and we've got people doing great stuff everywhere from Kansas city to Cincinnati Mm -hmm. to DC. And I I mean, I haven't even really brought up the fact that we purchased a distillery in DC before pandemic. We, we purchased the green hat distillery. Uh, and we are now in the, in the, the brands team now is in the gin game. Obviously Mm -hmm. MGP also makes, we make gin, but like we, we have produced, uh, we're, we're, we picked up that distillery in DC. So now, you know, we're collective. I mean, we've got three distilleries, going full time you know mm-hmm. the one in atchison the one in, in indiana and the one in dc now yeah so uh, we did that like right before shutdown too so it kind of got buried um but r- realistically you know that team is spread out all over the country you know from texas to connecticut actually we we opened connecticut tons of fun <laughs> super glad i got to go back there Ooh. um and I, you know, usually right, right about now in January, we'd be having our like annual sales meeting. We'd be getting together. And even though I don't see these people in person, like it's, I, I think when I feel it, like mm-hmm. this has been the, the best group of individuals I've worked with. And granted, they've come from all over the place, but, uh, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say the Avengers again. I just watched <laughs> the Avengers like two days ago again. Sorry. That's my bad. And, and I just got to say from a somewhat of a personal and more of a professional level too, yeah. like while I was learning about, about MGP distillery, when I was getting into bourbon and, um, but then when, when these lines came out, when Remus came out and repeal reserve came out, when we did a tasting with the fountainhead staff, it was great to be able to have somebody there that, that we can show the staff and that they can start learning more about, mm-hmm. about distillation, about where these products are coming from. Mm-hmm. And then like, but this, this kind of distillery that nobody sees, 
I can tell I can just tell somebody that this product comes from this distillery, mm. but they don't really get it unless if they have somebody there that's has their own brand now. It's like this is our labels, these are our brands. Right. Yes, we are produ- we are distilling for other companies, but this is and it, it just is a, it's another way to to teach uh, to teach staff. Um, they get to they're like, oh, all right. So it's just another way of learning and, and getting um, a personalized experience. Right. With a with a in di- the in the brands division is a true rising tide lifts all boats type thing because the brands division is adding that notoriety to the distillery and kind of taking the distillery out of the shadows the way the right. bulk couldn't. It's putting a face and, on it, and it's you know it goes back and forth. And to continue the professional circle jerk that is our entire friendship, um, I remember learning the the entire gospel of bottled and bond from Bernie Lubbers at a yeah. Fountainhead event like. Huh half Whoa, dozen years ago yeah. and I was like man I gotta get in on this bottle Bernie and bond Pine, stuff I know, I know right Bernie it's, Lovers would make anybody want to work in anything bottled and bond I mean He's I was already best. I was already in there but I was still in the like early educational phases of I don't know anything about anything in this world and all I know is that I know nothing which right. I actually right. still feel like because and how many people search after bottle and bond labels that they don't even know what bottle and bond means yeah yep. yeah hmm. um so yeah. I, I just it's it's just weird that it all comes full circle from the from the WH to, to the Remus to the MGP. Yeah. Um. Any last words on this bottle? Uh, I why did you why did they choose this one? Um. The group. The Windy one, City Sippers. That is. Yes. Uh. So what it came down to was they narrowed it down after the three one two companion. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Faded into obscurity. Uh, they they narrowed it down to some thirty six percent. About three of them, and they they ultimately liked the overall body of this one a little bit more. Yeah. Pretty chewy, heavy. Yeah, and heavy body, not just in the alcohol, but like and, the, the weight of the of of the mouthfeel was mm-hmm. was really nice. And as a fun plug, uh, because we were doing it at off premise, uh, we narrowed it down to two, and basically. Adam pulled me aside and said, whichever one they don't pick, I'm taking. Like, oh, wow. So mm. both of them did get picked. So it didn't fall into there. obscurity. It's just that off-premise. Right. So there there were actually two. Uh, this one is almost entirely in, in private you know, collection out right. there. But, yeah. th- I mean, it has some 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 good cousins that are out there. And, yeah. I, you know, I think the you flavor. one of the Fountainhead Market. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Um, as well as a Rossville pick if you're into some yeah. really dope rye. I... I was, I'm still, I'm always really excited. I think the Bourbon Adventures Club picked up a rye as well. Oh, cool. And, uh, and like, it was just this, like, amazing dill pickle bomb. That, so good. Did they MGP buy that through rye. Gold Eagle? That, that, that bottle. Doty, I think. Okay. That bottled and bond, that bottle that, you, I wanted that barrel so bad. This, this, it was that dill pickle brine. It, oh, yeah. So it good. was, I was so, I was so, I'm like, I. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That bottle right. was gone. I drank that bottle. Hey, you know what? I wanted that barrel so fucking bad. Hey, 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 you know what? I'm sure. I'm just gonna got, got, got to talk to got to talk to your guys over at Benny's and make sure they pick some some sweet. Actually, you know what? Benny's still has a bunch of Ross. They picks. do. Yeah, they do. Ton. And I believe they're on sale. And there are. I I can look up which ones are the 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 dill bombs in there because there's cool. several varieties and they are real good. There's a slight uh, taste of that on here. I, I, Absolutely. I, and that's like I'm, my my. The thing is, that, that's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's MGP's mark right there. Is that that dillness, that like uh, thyme almost kind of flavor mm-hmm. to it? Dill, thyme, like a u- used uh, used pickle bucket. Yeah, citrus seed. If, you, if yeah. you're like yep. pickling I know your exactly own what you say. Yeah, yeah. I listen. I huge huge fan. I'm, I'm huge, trying. Huge my problem fan. is if I say, "Oh my god, I love this. this is the greatest thing ever," it's biased because 
you know, I know what pays my rent, right. but it, when hearing other people get excited about it, it's tough not it. to get excited about it because love I really it. do love all the rye profile that we do there. It's, I, I, I go it's back. I was confused by the whole brand, small, small brands that came out from MGP. And now I'm so glad that it's around because it's what you said. It's education about it all, learning more about this industry. Yep. And it makes more sense to have MGP have a face out there as a brand representative to what their juice can represent. And if that just gets to anybody, whether, whether it's staff or customers or anybody just gets them learning more about brands and then learning about distilleries. Yeah. Like, Oh, all right, well then what brands come from other distilleries? <laughs> yeah. And then they realize that all these brands that they're just walk into a, store and ask for are actually coming from one distillery yep and they have no idea that they're actually asking hey, but it, for it, but it tells me that their palate knows something that they don't right right like a flavor mm-hmm. profile it just turns out right. that flavor profile is all coming from one place. right, right. Yeah. it's like why do um, all these products taste like, like a kind of creamy nutty taste to it oh right. i made it beam you know like yep. no it makes it easier for people to sell different products if it's like we're out of this if you are looking for something this is same mash bill same distillery you know, it's an easy way to kind of guide people, even though the whiskeys aren't going to taste the exact same, but there's a, right. a certain distillery quality. And so it's, it's, it's great stuff. It should, it should alleviate confusion. And I know it kind of can be ambivalent and create confusion at the same time. But once the education is out there, which our jobs are so to do, um, it helps you know, a complete understanding to what this industry really is a representation of. Yeah. So, I, yeah. And in, in closing, I guess, you know, it's, the 2020 picks are still out there. You know, go to your cool. favorite retailer that you, you might know does picks and they might have one. Um, 2021 window has opened. So goodness gracious, <laughs> we're going to start picking again. Like, right. it's, it's I mean, they, they won't show up till, you know, let's be real. There's a lead dime on it. Won't show up till fall, but, right. but like, we're already thinking about that. Um, and keep an eye out for the, the green head gin stuff, because I'm not going to lie. I haven't had a great Navy strength gin in a while and it's, it does really cheer yeah. me to have. So, uh, all that stuff's coming. I know this is a whiskey podcast. you can podcast. have it in a new gin goblet from Glen Karen. Oh, that's right. We did yeah. see the new gin glo- mm-hmm. goblets. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So Opulence. it seems like Benny's and off premise to be the two places in Chicago to go find these. Oh, uh, and then some. I yeah, I I can we can we can put a list together. Fountainhead Market. Fountainhead Market. Sorry, I was yeah, sorry. yeah, I just I was spacing in my brain there for a second, so I missed <laughs> what you said. But yes, Fountainhead Market has a has a Remus pick that I picked out. It's fantastic. That is uh, the seventy five twenty one four mash bill. Nice. Um, Which is great. We had it on a podcast. Boy, yeah. That first came out. Yeah. 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 Really delicious. Yeah. And and again, this is drinks this really is light. The, the twenty twenty one around the same proof, I think. Okay. I believe I'm, try, I, I'm, I'm just forgetting. No, but you, it's, you, I think you were like 122, 123, yeah? somewhere right around there. All right. But like it was 120. Yeah. It was at least, it's at least 120. Yeah. Um, but, and again, this is, we, we tried to discuss this at the beginning. If you're a person that's doing a, a whiskey club or you have your whiskey group or whatever, yeah. and you have a favorite retailer, like have a conversation there. You can probably get away with doing it and you don't even realize it. Like can, that's the future. You can pick uh, Eagle Rare Barrels for like $5,300. Ours cost less than that, I think. Oh, there you go. I am basing Ours. that again on my Thunderdome analogy of, right. Ours of more than that. But uh listen guys, thanks for having me on again. Hey, no, and, uh, I, yeah. I, I think honestly for being it's here. just nice to see people. Yeah, yeah it is.